Welcome back to the Mad Matt Podcast, where Mark and Denzel make a podcast. We are your hosts, Mark Andre Alexander and Denzel Jobson. Join us as we interview today's guests about their journey of returning to the self and the lessons learned along the way. Hello, good evening, and welcome back to the Mad Map podcast, where Mark and Denzel make a podcast. <laughs> um, how are you doing today, Mark? I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, I'm excited. Uh, we have an awesome, awesome guest today, um, a, fa- a fellow anime uh, lover. So it'll be a pretty cool conversation. We might geek out, you know, here and there at some at some point during the conversation, but it's uh, it's going to be a cool, uh, cool episode. Yes, I'm super, super excited. You know, just going to give a quick backstory. And Victoria, thank you so much for being on a podcast with us today. But I met Victoria at Anime NYC 2021. And she had just like organized, created and hosted this like amazing panel. Um, I believe the the title was Black Trailblazers in Anime, right? Was that, that was the panel, right? And yeah, yeah, it was just... It was a collab between you and like Nor Caesar and like you just had this like cast of panelists who like individually are all all so big and I just remember thinking how did you get them all <laughs> in one space on your on the panel right and so yeah just what an amazing like cast and like host of representatives and of course yourself as well Victoria right like you are um, I'm curious I'm going to ask you in a moment like how you define yourself and what you would call your title but just at least what you've put out there publicly is you are a pop culture journalist right which I know I know is super broad and means a lot of different things but you've been in so many magazines right like Complex, Vulture, Vibe, uh, Vogue, Polygon etc. You're probably and keep me honest here most famous for your love of the Sailor Moon franchise and (laughs) I mean just obviously the the Sailor Moon fan club website the Sailor Moon fan club podcast um, and just like your overall like reporting on not just like Sailor Moon but anime and hip-hop culture overall and you've just been at the cons right whether it's San Diego New York etc and you've been like hosting panels moderating panels and continuing to just like grow your footprint and also be a trailblazer yourself right in like the anime space and just wanted to highlight of course um and I hope we can get some time to talk about this but I saw on Twitter that you're you're writing now also so uh you know a little bit controversial on whether you're calling it a comic or a manga so I won't I won't ask you to answer that question um, <laughs> I but, don't know the answer so there you go there you go um it's called Magical Beats right and yeah. you won uh, a spot as a semi-finalist in the negative space comics comic book writing competition congrats thank you yes congratulations yeah and so sidebar was just love to hear a little bit about magical beats any relation to angel beats if you're familiar with with that anime um just with the title and beats being in a name and yeah what it is you you hope to do with that project yeah i do remember angel beats i've never watched it though but um it's actually so the project comic slash manga is um magical girls um comic story um but inspired by hip-hop so I'm just combining two things that I really love so that's kind of where the beats comes from Mm -hmm. um and then also like there's a something else called shoujo beat and just thinking of like 
like the beat being used in like a lot of Japanese, uh, um, is it like magazines, I guess. Um, yeah. So like putting those two together, but mostly like trying to bring something from hip hop and like anime together. So it's Magical Beats um, was a story. And yeah, so it's just a hip hop inspired magical girl story about a um, rapper who's going on tour um, with her crew. You know, she has a, um, her publicist, or not publicist, her tour manager, uh, her makeup artist, her like choreographer, and ooh, I'm forgetting the other one, but <laughs> I'm still working through this. Um, and they're all magical girls and like going on tour around the US and trying to, um, and having to fight all these monsters along the way and figure out why this is happening. So it's my first That's time cool. writing a comic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> my nice. friend is, yes. you know, we've been like bouncing ideas off of people and, uh, just trying to get through it so I was, I was really shocked that I was a semi-finalist for that competition because it literally was like my first time writing a comic my first time submitting anything wow. like my first foray into like doing anything in this world so it's really very encouraging to um that I got to be a semi-finalist that's awesome and would you say that it was uh, I'm just curious on, on that was it um was it scary because it's it sounds like you have been in the you know content creation world for a long time you've seen a lot of people do it but you kind of making that leap of faith and trying something that you're very familiar with, but that you haven't yourself, I guess, maybe done in the, in the past. Um, how did that, how did that go? Just the, the sleep yeah. of faith kind of, yeah. It's hard. Um, like yeah. I, you know, I write a lot as, you know, journalists, you know, I've done stuff, but like, this is different because it's fiction writing, which is mm -hmm. funny because that's a really, I think the kind of writing I originally started loving, like back in like high school and middle school, um, yeah. but then I kind of switched gears into journalism in high school and then like throughout my career um and then yeah so like to return back to that and it's it's just really hard because it's like you want it to be good yeah <laughs> like you're like trying to think through the story and like things that make sense and you know um but I do have to give a shout out to Jackie which I have her book here actually um really like has been helping me shout out to Jackie um, what's what's the name of the book it's adorned by Chi um and it's another, it's Magical Girl Story um, based in Nigeria. She's Nigerian. Um, and it's so good. I love it. It's such a good book. And I, she's one of the people I was like, okay, maybe I can do this. She kind of made me feel like I, I could. And we, um, we get on like Google Meet sometimes, just like do writing sessions where we're just like sitting in silence and writing. So it's really, uh, it's really nice. awesome. But awesome. congrats, uh, congrats yeah. again. Yeah. Congrats, congrats. I love the, um, at least when I think of, you know, sort of anime and hip hop coming together, the mm -hmm. only series I can think of are Afro Samurai Afro, yeah. and, and Boondocks, right? Uh, Neither of which are, are magical girls. So I love just mm -hmm. to like um, the fresh take on like bringing these two uh, areas that I think both of which are huge influences in obviously broader communities, but specifically like the Black North American community, right? Um, so just really excited to see uh, what comes of that and wishing you all the best on the journey of like becoming uh like what i assume hope will be like a published comic book writer we will see i mean that's the goal <laughs> that's the next goal yeah. um but yeah i think yeah combining those two things i was surprised i hadn't seen it before and like samurai shampoo is another one um mm. i think i've always wanted to write a magical girl story and i but i didn't just want to write a story just to write a story so i'm like what's it going to be about like what's the thing and then i was like oh like hip-hop the other thing i love so and then just kind of work together 
I think you're most known for your podcast, which is why we wanted to talk a little bit about like the story that you're working on now. But yeah, anything it's as you know, anything or maybe in way, way in which you think about yourself as a professional that we missed. I don't think so. Um, I mean, during my day job, I work kind of as a publicist. So I mean, there's there's that. Um, but I don't really talk about that much on social. Um, but yeah, I think you got it all, like the moderating, the panels, um, the podcast, of course, and you know, now I'm getting into writing. That's that's really about it. Okay, okay. cool, cool. Thank you. So uh, first question, the question is, who are you? Which is so broad and nebulous, but you know, one of the things we like to do on Mad Map is we like to talk about this concept of returning to yourself. So that's sort of, you know, we all exist in this world where we have to think about the expectations and the perceptions and the judgments that everybody around us makes. It could be the people, the media, everything. And so when we think about returning to ourselves, it's sort of before all that external noise got in the picture, how do we think of ourselves? What do we want for ourselves? And so, you know, one of the things we've been curious about as we come to talk to you, Victoria, today is like, who are you? Who is that self? And who's Sailor Victoria, right? Like, like how, when and how was she born? Like, what was she created? Like, what was that whole process? <laughs> My origin <Yeah>. story. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think, I mean, it's funny you said the word curious, because that's the word I was going to use too. Um, I think at my heart, like, I'm just a very curious person, like, from as far back as I can remember, I just really love, like, I am quick to, like, go to Google and, like, look up something. Um, but I think outside of that, like, definitely, like, we're going to put, like, labels and Black woman nerd, for sure. Um, I'm a Taurus in many senses of the <laughs> words. Um, love to eat, love to nap, love to buy things. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, I just, I like having fun. I feel like I just, just easygoing and just like to, I don't know, uh, I like to root for people too. I think that's really, really key. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. I'm curious. I, yeah. I just want to hear you on Cause I've, I feel like you and Denzel are know way more and have watched a lot more anime, uh, maybe read a lot more mangas than I have. I, th- I, th- I think that's that is the case, but and so when um, that's and I were were talking and we you know talked about you and uh, how you guys met. Um, he told me about your love and passion for uh, Sailor Moon, and then mm-hmm. I was like, shoot, I I don't really know much about <laughs> Sailor Moon. Like I've I've I remember it growing up it was wildly popular and I saw it around, but never really watched an episode. Don't really know what it's about. Hopefully, Victoria, don't hate me for that. Um, yeah. But I'm curious to <laughs> I'm curious to hear you on what you know what was it about Sailor Moon that made you you know kind of get so close to in love in this this uh this anime so much yeah that's another thing I'm definitely a Sailor Moon fan um, as far as who am I <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I think I've said it before it's like my um oldest fandom um I think I've been a fan of for the most most part of my life um but I think at the time it was just like pretty colors yeah. <laughs> and like fun and like you know the story and just like the romance and like you know I watch other shows too I was watching Dragon Ball Z at the time I was watching other cartoons at the time but I think that was the only show that not the only show but like it was a show I kept returning to and then later on when it's like I was like what was that show again like I need to watch that again and just kind of became obsessed with it a little bit yeah um looking back um though because I mean I was six at the time when, when I started watching it but looking back I think some things that were happening were um that it was the first time I was seeing like really like women superheroes 
yeah. and like into a different personalities. Um, and it was the first time I kind of had something that was catered towards like a younger audience, like especially like younger mm-hmm. girls, but yeah. that had like a, a storyline that you got to return to every day. So That's like, yeah, you know, I was watching like Hey Arnold or, you know, other cartoons at the time and you can kind of watch them out of order and it doesn't really matter. But Sailor Moon was like, oh, like it ends on a cliffhanger and I need to come back and watch it tomorrow in order to get like, to see what happens. Yeah, I think those two things were working um, at the time too, for me. Um, yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's what ended up my left uh, impression. Yeah, I, I guess to follow up on that, I wonder, is there, because obviously we're living in a moment where, I mean, anime is like bigger than it's, it's ever been, right, outside of Japan, mm-hmm. um, and also comics, right, like American comics have had a huge resurgence, and so I wonder in both the like manga and comic space, do you see like a modern day Sailor Moon, right, like, so, like you know, a six-year-old girl right now, is there a series where you see out there and you're like, oh, that's, that's probably what you know, Sailor Moon was to me, that's, that's what that is to her, or, because uh, I, because as I'm trying to think, I can think of lots of, like, women characters, but more so in, like, sidekick roles, right, not necessarily, like, being the main protagonist, and particularly, like, a group of, like, women all being superheroes and protagonists, um, so do, are there series right now that you, that you see that in? Yeah, I think it's rare. I think because like you said, like there are definitely like women main characters and side characters, but you don't really get groups. Yeah. The only show I can think of now um, is DC Superhero Girls. It's a mm. cartoon with like all the DC um, women superheroes, um, but they're in high school and it's pretty good. I watch it from time to time. Um, it's all on Netflix, I think. Okay. And um, that one's kind of cute and it's fun. I actually just started playing their video game last week um, and it's kind of like a semi open world story uh, game yeah. it's kind of fun I think that's the closest thing I can think of I mean you have like Powerpuff Girls but I don't yeah. think kids are watching that yeah that's <laughs> <same>. <laughs> you, TBD I've gone back and watched episodes of Powerpuff Girls and I, I'm not sure it's a kids show <laughs> that's per- fair. particularly with some of the things around like the mayor and what was the his secretary's Bellum. Yeah, Miss Bellum and Mojo Jojo and him. There's a lot of stuff going on there. And I'm like, I don't know that this is a kid show. I feel the same. So I've been rewatching um Gargoyles recently. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't see how this was put on like WB kids. Like, why was this being shown to children? Like they're like, I don't know, it's a lot going on, like violence and like I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Like politics. I'm like, this is good now. But I was like, why did I like this at like seven? Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't think you made this decision at seven. Or maybe maybe you did and you just like had all that confidence. But um what was the point in your life when I mean when you just decided to make a podcast, right? I mean, I think now we're sort of in this space where there's a running joke that like everybody has a podcast but it still is it's a difficult thing to do it's a difficult thing to maintain it's a difficult thing to like do with quality and you're now coming into what three year three two and a half two and a half two Two and a half right two months two months months. (laughs) and but so if you've been doing it for that long I imagine you've been thinking about it for even longer and so what really was like the process and, and how did you get to a place where you decided, no, I'm going to, I'm going to make this podcast. I'm, I'm going to like title it after Sailor Moon. 
Um, and I'm just going to like lean into this and, and, um, and now it is something you do full time. So what has that journey been like? Yeah. So, um, I actually never thought I would make a podcast like years ago. Um, but I was very fortunate to, um, one of my close friends, um, he goes by the Wolves Den on socials. Um, he asked me to do a podcast with him in 2014, I think 2015, somewhere around there. Um, because we just always have these conversations about like nerd stuff and hip hop and just like bouncing. And we still do. We were just talking about like Kendrick's latest video yeah. the other day. We're going to come back to that. We're going to come yeah. back to that. <laughs> <laughs> whole other thing. Oh, yeah, I was about to derail the conversation a quick. Okay, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that podcast was called Nerds on Hip Hop um, and we did it for four years. And so that was kind of like my first like introduction, introduction into podcasting. Um, and then during that time, I kind of had this other idea for like a magical girls podcast in the back of my head because and I felt like there were so many podcasts around like shonen anime and just like so much focus on shonen that you don't really hear a lot about like other genres within anime, especially like magical girls. So I'm like Sailor Moon's huge, there's Cardcaptor Sakura, like all these other shows that are really good um, that I was watching. And I'm like, I want to talk about these with somebody. Um, But that show, um, I like realized, I'm like, well, there's a lot of magical girl shows. And if I want to do this right, like I have to watch these. And like some of them are like 50 episodes. And I'm like, this is not going to be feasible for me in my day job. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then like a lot of the guests that we're finding, um, I started realizing that most of them were just Sailor Moon fans and not necessarily fans of, other magical girl series and then that kind of made me start thinking like what if I just center this around Sailor Moon instead mm-hmm. and I think the cool thing was like when I was trying to do the magical girl concept like I kept trying to think of like segments and like things to talk about and I was struggling but once I like decided to focus it on Sailor Moon everything just kind of started rolling and clicking and the ideas came and I was like oh and I can talk to this person and I can do this and I can do that um so I feel like it was definitely the right move um and then now there's like magical girls um podcast that someone else does called sparkle side chat so i'm like yay so that's getting done already so that's getting that's done cool. um and then i have you know my podcast where i could talk to people about my favorite anime which is really fun huh. yeah that's cool um i guess i'm, I'm curious to hear you on, on that because um with you know the pandemic that hit i'm sure that the world of you know the nature of, of your work maybe have changed or in general has changed for, for a bunch of people and so when I think of content creation and also kind of influencing people, you know, through content, but I, I'm curious to hear how, you know, it's been for you last couple of years, last, last two years and two months. Um, so could you, I know, could you walk us through a little bit of like what the day in your, in your life looks like, um, you know, or any given week? Yeah. Yeah. Well, first I have to say, I launched a podcast in March, 2020. That's right. That's <laughs> Not knowing. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, so I had like a launch party plan. I had like this whole idea <laughs> like I was like, I'm gonna do an event in June for like yeah. his birthday is June 30th. Like wow. grabbed all of that. Um, but um wow. yeah. Um, but I do think like another thing too, and I'll get sorry, I could see your question in a bit, but um I was able to like get a lot of the guests on the podcast that I don't think I would have been able to get um mm-hmm. due to the pandemic because everyone was home. Yeah. Um, but um, typically in my day, you know, I work from home. Um, actually, was fortunate enough to start working from home before the pandemic, like a few months yeah. before um, my job offered that option. Um, and then, you know, of course, everyone went remote during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But um, so that was great. But typically, like working, you know, typical nine to five. Um, 
I do uh, public relations work for a nonprofit. Yeah. Um, and so well, public relations, social media, a little bit of everything, but, um, and then afterwards, I'm usually like sending out emails, responding to emails, um, try to plan out episodes. Um, I do like all the social, the kind of all the graphics for the podcast. Okay. Um, I did have someone create a template for each episode um, last year that I use. Um, I see. But every other graphic is, is me. Oh. Um, and then I, I also have a podcast editor because that was one thing I learned from the first uh, Nerds on Hip Hop. I was like, I cannot, if I have to edit the, my own podcast, it's not going to happen every week. Like, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> we get it. We yeah. Go. You, you, we, yes, 100%. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I made sure to like save up enough for that so I can hire somebody. Um, and they're great. Um, tag, shout out to Tag. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's typically my day. And then like, you know, if I can, I try to make time to, of course, clean and cook when I need to, but also like relax. Um, I usually even put it on my to-do list. I'm like, relax. (laughs) (laughs) For an hour, Um, just don't forget to relax. Do nothing. (laughs) Um, Typically, I'm like, usually watching a show, sometimes anime, sometimes not. I watch, I watch everything. I see. Um, Yeah. What is your kind of creative process looks like do you feel like you need to you know like you said you put a time to relax do you put a time to say okay this is a time for me to write or to do this or is it does it come kind of at any moment and when it when it hits you just kind of have a pen and just write something down to not forget or I'm curious to see how that how that creative process looks like for for you yeah I'm definitely a, like when something hits me I'm like let me grab my phone and write it in the notes section yeah. real quick um, but I do try to, I try to schedule time to like, right, I'm going to sit down and like actually like work on this one thing. Because um, mm-hmm. I realize some things just don't happen unless I do that. Like if a comic book script, like I had to sit down <laughs> and be like, okay, I'm going this, I'm sitting down to write this right now. Otherwise I'll just like write down ideas in my notes of things, but I'm like, okay, I actually have to like put this together at some point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and sometimes I mean, do get like a strike of inspiration I'm like let me go to my laptop and like write this down and like in an actual google doc um but most of the time I'm really trying to schedule time um and using my weekends um and you know those those times or times when I'm just like I feel rested (laughs) let me do stuff before um so I don't burn out because I've burned out several times and it's not fun (laughs) yeah yeah I I mean I I that's probably just like a great thumbnail, right? Like in, in this period, pandemic's not over and um, people are still sort of figuring out like their work situations. Um, what what has been your advice or learnings for yourself on how to prevent burnout and how to like manage wellness and like, you know, just practice self-care, you know, because those things are all, uh, we all want to do those things and they get talked about a lot, but oftentimes it's the things that fall to the, to the, to the side. So, you know, what does that priority look like for you? Yeah. So I think I saw it on Twitter. I really try to, when I create like things to do for the day, I try to be very reasonable about it where I'm not like mm. adding too many things or I'm like, I know I'm not going to get all of this done. I am like, so bad. Yeah, yeah. It's so bad hard. This. Me too. Still. Um, but I try to be like, okay, like, what can I actually get done today and just put that on my list rather than like because that what happens is you put too much on there and you don't get it done then you're like oh, I didn't do enough today and then you feel bad and it's like no you did a lot today <laughs> you just didn't do all these things because you really didn't have the time or the energy to do all of it yeah. um one thing too I try I try to stick to like a 
two to three days, two to three things a day rule, which is like, okay, today I'm going to, I'm going to work, you know, if I do my job, I'm going to, all right, send some emails, and then I'm going to, like, clean my kitchen, <laughs> like, and that's it. Um, that kind of helps me to balance it a little bit to kind of like okay. put it in like, all right, what are my three things today that I can do? And then if I have more energy and more time, I'm like, okay, let me go like do this other thing or let me, uh, I don't even know. Yeah. Let me. <laughs> You're reminding me of, um, cause when, when we went to, first of all, the only reason I was at anime NYC is because I, I was a volunteer. And so I got a free ticket. Ooh. Um, cause, uh, I'm, I'm cheap. I, I'm working on it. I, you know, but also <laughs> cons are, cons are not cheap. Um, yeah. the only reason yeah. I was there because I got a, a panelist pass. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Right. And yeah. so, but I, um, as a volunteer, I could go to the events I wanted to, right. Like that's why I ended up at yours. And I went to all the events that was like a creator talking about their creative process. And what surprised me, was we all expect some, like, you know, the, the, the magic, in, the secret ingredient or the, like the magic and and everyone said the same thing they were just just you have to just sit down and write mm-hmm. you know and it, there isn't going to be a moment where like some great idea it comes to you and it's all there you just you just got to write and I remember one creator said to your point about burnout it's like you know people will go from not writing ever and then put in their schedule that they want to write every day <laughs> and that's just not how human beings work. And so I think something that like I've sort of tried to ingrain is um, taking things slow and building up over time. Like there's this tension or pressure to go from zero to a hundred, but no, go from zero to 10, 10 to 20, 20 to 30. Um, and so I'm curious, you know, cause I, I feel like now you're, now you're going to say, no, I went from zero to a hundred Denzel. You know, it, it, it all worked out great for me. <laughs> No, <laughs> no, I'm actually really loving that you said that because I, I never thought of it that way, actually. So I'm kind of like, yeah, that's probably the better approach because I'm definitely a person like, all right, I'm just going to do it like every day from now on. And then I don't. And I'm like, dang, why can't I do this? So I think that's a really good point because you shouldn't go from zero to 100 because you have to build that practice. And so like maybe it's like, all right, I'm going to do this once a week. Um, and I think that, yeah, that's a really good approach. Uh, I'm going to take that. <laughs> I mean, what you've been doing has been working. So I am not the person whose advice to take here, or it's not well, my advice, but my problem is I'm, I keep adding things. So yeah. <laughs> I got to figure it out. Then, I, how, how do you, how do you, how do you say no? Right. Like how do you, when things, when you're getting emails and things are coming down the ladder, how do you, or, or do you just say yes to everything right now? And you just, you just make it work and then you don't sleep. And then you, you rest on the weekend. Like, what does that look like? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think I just recently, kind of, well, I don't even know, do I say no? Cause it was so hard. So working as I was working as a freelancer mostly or still am, I guess. Um, and it was, I got into this habit, like saying no means you're saying no to money. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that like in my mindset for so long was like, I need to say yes to everything because like, I need, I need money. Um, so I think, um, now I think I try to create less opportunity for me to have to say no, if that makes sense. Like if I reach out to like, I know like, all right, I have free podcast episodes scheduled. I'm not going to reach out to anybody else, um, until like I record those, um, and I think one thing I've been trying to do is like thinking about, all right, what 
like how not that necessarily how this will benefit me but like do I want to do this like is this actually going to help me um trying to think of like goals that I have like is this going to help me towards that mm-hmm. and trying to like get some assessment or towards like what I should answer based on those things um but I typically end up saying yes to everything I think just because I'm like oh this sounds fun <laughs> which is <laughs> and so far it's been manageable it's uh yeah under control that's good yeah yeah but um I think though if something like came up like I know the other day I mean I ended up doing it though but um I was going to apply for this program um that well like another like competition kind of thing but they were asking for a lot it was like two essay questions they wanted to do like a 90 second video they weren't offering like money as a prize and I was it was like mentorship and I'm like "Eh, I don't know if I want this (laughs) and so I was like I'm just not gonna apply like I was like I think the deadline was a few days ago I was tired I was like I'm not doing this um but then they sent an email like we extended the deadline and I was like okay like I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> like, like, I was like, that was, I think yesterday was ended up being the like extended deadline. I was like, all right, I'm, I have energy today. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And just like did it in like an hour um, or something. Um, but yeah, then it's like things like that, I think yeah. was where I'm trying to like kind of say no. No mentorship, just money. Basically, yeah. I mean, I'll take some mentorship, but like don't ask me to jump through hoops for it. <laughs> yeah. Because I've, I guess I realized I've never really personally never been to an anime convention ever. So I don't know what the crowd looks like or even who the, um, you know, panelists, you know, uh, look like. I have a broad idea, but I don't know if you maybe could talk, you know, about your experience navigating, you know, being part of that culture um, in content creation, anime, hip hop, uh, kind of nerddom, you know, all, all the above. As a as a woman of color, I don't know if you saw yourself if you saw a lot of people that like, look like you that obviously had the same interests, but um, I don't know if you felt like you were kind of the only person, right, um, out of the sea of, of men. Or, or so I'm curious to hear how that experience has been uh, for you. Yeah, I think I think at most conventions, there's like I wouldn't say few black people. Um, I think New, mm-hmm. New York Comic Con and Anime NYC tends to be pretty diverse, just because it's in New York. Okay. Um, but I have been to like I think like San Diego like wasn't too diverse and it was just like oh there's not too many of us out here and you find like one person you're like hey Yo. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um I don't think I realized it though until I went to MomoCon in Atlanta and like everybody was black and I was like oh, oh this is different like this is nice like wow. it felt really good to just kind of be like in this specific convention that's for anime and like everybody's to be black. So, you know, like everyone there is probably an anime fan. And it just feels like a really cool community to have because like to be black is like, you're already kind of in this circle. And then to be an anime fan, it's like, you're like a smaller circle. It's like, yeah. oh, we're like this concentrated section of us. Um, huh. And then we did, um, you know, my uh, former co-host, the Wilson and I, we did um, Nerds on Hip Hop panels. So we did an uh, anime and hip hop um, panel. Okay. And so we did that at MomoCon, which was really cool because um, they scheduled us for like 2 a.m. because it's like a 24-hour con. And we actually wow. had like a sizable group of people. So I was like, yay. Let's go. That's um, good. Yeah. Wow. So people, people showed out and it was it was fun. Huh. But, um, Time out. 24. I'm sorry, Andrew. 24-hour con? I think it is. Or at least like it runs to like 4 a.m. or something like that. Because we were shocked because <laughs> we saw the 2 o'clock. We're like, oh, 2 p.m. on a Saturday. That makes sense. And then I forgot. I think we were looking at the schedule or something. And I was like, I don't see our panel. And I was just like, 
I think they scheduled us for 2 a.m. I'm like, maybe it's a mistake. I emailed them. They were like, no, it's 2 a.m. We're like, oh, okay. Damn. Yeah. Great. But yeah, so, but people, we had like, I want to say like 30 or 40 people in the crowd. And I was like, I feel accomplished. That's good. They to like 2 a.m. to come to this panel. turnout. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and do you feel like, it's funny because, you know, me growing up in Montreal, I've, I can't tell you when I started watching anime or, or, you know, uh, really enjoyed it. But I just remember in high school, I did have a group of friends who we all kind of enjoyed it. We started watching, you know, Naruto. Mm-hmm. And it was the the thing. I mean, you know, even when we we're younger, Dragon Ball Z was the thing as well. But, and I, real, I realized most of the friends around me who were fans of anime were either Black or Asian. And so I always felt like the that world of, of anime and and Obviously, I mean, hip hop, as obviously it's, it's, it's a big uh, African-American population, but anime was probably a mix of, of Asian and, and black people. And so um, I guess you kind of hearing you saying, hey, yeah, well, I've been around and to different anime conventions and you don't see a lot of us, but then you go to Atlanta and then it's 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 a different ballgame. Um, do you I don't know if do you feel like the space kind of has changed since, you know, because I'm sure you've gotten involved you know, a long time ago, but I've, I don't know if you've seen that the, the space has changed, especially for Black creators as well, who are part of the panels and uh, creating you know, that type of, uh, of art. I will say, especially with like Anime NYC last year, I feel like there were just so many more panels with Black people or like centered around Black people. Like I got to do my panel. Right. Yeah. Um, and then uh, there was also like Kinks and Coils, like a cosplay panel. Um, and like Fantastic Frankie um, did a panel, like a fanboy fighter forum or something like that. There was like a few, like it was the first time I think I felt like I was looking at the schedule and I was like, oh, there's a lot. Like I was trying to hit up all the black panels to support. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is going to yeah. be difficult. Like I don't think I can make it to all of these. There were a few. Um, so I really appreciated that. And I do, I want to say, hopefully that continues to happen. Um, but you just never know. Um, But I I do feel like there's been more of a, I think more black content creators have been getting more opportunities lately. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, probably not as much as like other creators of color or other creators who are non-POC creators. Um, But um, but yeah, I feel like, I feel like I've been seeing more (laughs) more people getting uh, some work, but uh, hopefully that, that continues. And even, I don't know, while you were, were talking, the image of, of Yasuke, like, popped up in my head where I was like, okay, I feel like this is the, oh, yeah. the first time I've seen, like, a big production, you know, anime, like, on Netflix, and it's about, you know, this this Black Samurai, well, obviously there were other, you know, Black mm-hmm. main characters in, in anime, but um, I feel like the first time I saw, in recent history, like, this type of, of production, and so I do wonder if this is kind of a trend that it will keep going and, and we'll see more and more, you know, just quality, you know, interest anime, right. With, with black uh, or people of color as a, as a, as a main, uh, main character, you know? Yeah. That's why I actually wanted to do the panel because I started noticing that trend or I'm like, Oh, we're like, there are black people like voice actors. They were like, there's yeah. Arthel who has like a whole anime studio in Japan and LaShawn Thomas who did, you know, Yasuke mm-hmm. and um you know, like manga authors like Jackie and uh, just like so many people like in the industry. And I was like, I feel like people should know about this. And that's yeah. kind of was the inspiration behind the panel. Cause I was like, this is like, there's a lot of us out here, like in the industry <laughs> doing things. Um, and like, you know, there's like a whole, like uh, what's it called? Directory of like black anime podcasts. It's like 
hundreds of podcasts and i'm like we, we out here you know Yo, <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> it's That's just good. like yeah there's even like executives and like um on the podcast i interviewed like a manga editor who's black um she works for viz yeah there's just like people all over um and then like i don't know if you guys heard of retro crush um it's a retro anime streaming platform it's pretty cool okay they have like a lot of older um golden age anime on there um and the like person who like does acquisitions for them is black my friend mary um so she like is like acquires anime like talks all the anime studios i'm like they're just people who are like in all these different areas of like anime production and that are black and i was like this i just wanted to like highlight that that's awesome and and um, when you mentioned Lashawn thomas who i feel like has gotten really well known for yasuke also just want to shout out he had canon busters on netflix before yasuke which for me was the first time I saw an anime and I was like, like you at, at the Atlanta con, I was like, this is all black, everything. I had never seen anything like that. Right. And so, um, and then he got to do Yasuke as well. So just hope that can continue. Same. Yeah. Cannon Busters is also a moment. Um, yeah. yeah. It's really exciting for, for black people in anime or black anime That's fans. Cool. Yeah. Um, have one last question for you. Um, Obviously, you're you're known, you know, uh, for your love of anime, hip hop, um, you know, nerddom culture in general, especially Sailor Moon, as we've, we've spoken about top of the call. But I wonder if there's any maybe aspects right of your personality or, or parts of outside of these areas that we haven't talked about. Um, and if so, if there's is there anything that you, you know, that you don't get asked very often that you'd like to maybe talk about and share now? Yeah, I think not a lot of people know I, I like. I love other anime too. Like I love Sailor Moon, obviously. Um, I also watch One Piece. I am pretty much caught oh, up. Yeah. <laughs> my friends keep yeah. telling me every time I, I see my friends, okay. they always say, "Hey, Mark, please start One Piece. You will not regret it." Um, I just don't know if I have enough time to do it, but uh, maybe one day. Yeah, it's so good. It's definitely worth it. But I understand because it is like a thousand episodes, yes. um, and I'm still not caught up. I've been watching it for years, and I like will watch. I'll binge it and then take a break for like. A while and then go back to binging it and take a break and i've been like going off and on for like years yeah. so i'm finally at a place where i'm like oh i actually have like 30 episodes left i can actually probably actually catch up yeah. um yeah other than that i also love mysteries i love detective novels um that's something i probably don't talk about too much um on the side i'm trying to write a detective novel too but that's okay another thing yeah. <laughs> that's what i said i keep adding stuff i need to figure this out um and what else what else what else um yeah i play like i play video games sometimes on my nintendo switch um that's fun uh, yes. i don't think i get to talk about uh, hip-hop as much at least publicly two immediate mm-hmm. reactions one when you when you mentioned i watch things outside of sailor moon <laughs> <laughs> do you, have you have you do you kind of feel like you pigeonhole is not the right word but that's mm-hmm. like all people think of you at like oh, she only watches Sailor Moon like it like has that become a thing I don't know if it's like she only watches Sailor Moon but I definitely think I've become known as like the Sailor Moon girl which like I'm not mad at because I'm like I would love I love that a fact that people associate me with like my favorite show but I also want to be like you know I watch I watch Gurren Lagann I like Cowboy Bebop <laughs> I like One Piece like um but I mean, I'm, I'm down to talk about Sailor Moon all day, every day, obviously, but 
yeah i think definitely i'm always just like i like other shows <laughs> yeah okay okay like, and then up to like i watch death note i watch attack on titan <laughs> all, all the classics you're just yeah. you're yeah. just an overall like through and through fan and then on so it's funny i have not seen this kendrick video but oh. like it's obviously trending number one there's lots of commentary coming down around it all the commentary that i have seen like if you google kendrick video right like and the news articles that come up it's all like praise so now oh. i'm like very curious to go and watch this video and read into it that's interesting maybe i haven't been looking at the uh the articles because like I feel like all the like DM messages I've been having with me and my friends have been like, what the F, like what is this? So now I'm just interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's definitely like, it's provocative um, and it's definitely causing conversation. I think it's great like marketing for his album coming out. Cause like people are talking about him, like all, he's like back in the news cycle. Um, and I think it's saying something. I just don't know what exactly. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt when I watched cause it, that's the thing though, like visually, it is a, a very impressive video when you look at, at the, the production. Yeah. Um, but with Kendrick, I personally just need to kind of sit down and literally read his lyrics because there's a lot of, of content um, in his music and then see, then after that with the video, what he tries to mean by, by all this. Because I obviously knowing him, there is a meaning and there's a, a bigger, you know, um, rationale behind all of this, but um to me, I just need more time to just kind of go back to it and watch it again, because I only watch it once and just watch it again, read the lyrics, see, also curious to see what others say. Um, mm -hmm. But well, yeah, I wonder how the, the rest of the album is going to sound like. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm a Kendrick stan, so I'm excited. Um, and right. also, um, I think I did love the song. I'll say that. But um, the video, I'm still feeling the, iffy about. But the yeah. song is dope. Yeah. But I just remember people getting texts like, Kendrick is OJ and I was and I was just like what, what? like like that yeah. could mean a lot of different things you know right. yeah. and, yeah. and no Mark Victoria thank you for that I'm, I'm excited to go try to figure out what's going on with Kendrick and his deep mm -hmm. fakes mm -hmm. but Victoria uh we now have our rapid fire round and okay. so we have five questions and, you know, I mean, take your time, but they're, they're designed to be like really, really quick questions that we can power through. Uh, Mark is going to start and we're just going to alternate. And so we're just going to go through five questions and we just want you to give us the first answer that comes to your mind. So hopefully low stakes, no pressure, and these will all be pretty fun. So are you ready? I am. Yeah. All right. First question. What is your favorite Sailor Moon fun fact? Ooh, well, first, so it's that uh, Sailor Moon creator Naoko Takochi is married to the creator of Hunter Hunter and um, oh. Yu Hakusho. Show. <laughs> this is sick. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's like my favorite, favorite fun fact. My new favorite fun fact, though, is that um, when they were coming up with the names for the original English dub, um, you know, Sailor Moon became Serena and, you know, such, even though she's like Usagi in the Japanese version, they originally named her Victoria. And like, if that oh. actually happened, I would, my ego Mind would blown. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably happy that they didn't, but like, that would be amazing. And there's actually like early promo video when they're like name calling, like, you know, calling her Victoria. So like, I saved that. And I'm like, I'm going to use wow. that. Like a Twitch that's video. So, that's hilarious. That's yeah. good. <laughs> there, there, there are levels to Sailor Victoria. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, and, sorry. Sailor Venus is named Sailor V. And that's also kind of like why 
I'll like mm-hmm. say Sailor V sometimes because like, oh, Sailor Venus, Sailor V. Wow, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, question number two, mm-hmm. what manga would you recommend that isn't Sailor Moon? Um, I love Chainsaw Man recently. I think I've been, I read that entire manga in like one sitting, which is the first time I did that in a long time. Um, so I love, yeah, Chainsaw Man is really great. Um, there's also this other manga I read called Undead Unluck. Um, mm. that's really fun. It's about one person who's really unlucky and another one who's, um, can't die. And so <laughs> they team up together because the guy who can't die wants to die. And then yeah. the one who's unlucky can't like be around anybody because everyone she's around always dies. And so <laughs> they kind of like team up and it's it's really funny. Um, so those two for sure. Okay, third question. When was your proudest moment? Ooh, I mean, I guess the obvious one is like interviewing Saweetie um, and not just cause she's like very prominent. Um, but I think one of the things that got to me a lot when I was you know working as a journalist was that I was interviewing like prominent people then, um, like I got to interview Sean Thomas, um, but uh, it wasn't sure, it wouldn't feel like I was getting the interview, it felt like the outlet was getting the interview. Like I'm working for like Complex, like I can probably interview anybody um, once they say like, I'm writing this for Complex, but this is the first time I interviewed someone for something that I like created. Mm-hmm. That was just like, oh, like I got this for something I created. And that was yeah. really cool. Nice. Awesome, awesome. What's your biggest pet peeve? Ooh, um, I don't like when people capitalize random letters. <laughs> it's, it's very specific. Like, I don't know why. I'm like, why are you capitalizing that? Like, that's not right. I don't understand. Or it's specific words. Like, they capitalize first letter of specific words. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and last question. So if you live, uh, you know, if you live anywhere other than the U.S. or Japan, which country would it be? This is so hard because you said other than Japan, because that's def- obviously like the first one. But um, yeah, probably London, I would say. I've never been, um, but like I need some place with black people. I need some place with hopefully good food. Um, there's a large Caribbean population over there. So there's probably some good food somewhere. Um, right. And I hear they have like a, a little fete over there, a little carnival. So that'd be fun. Um, mm. and I hear good things. And then you can get like around to other European countries really easily. So I'll say, yeah, I'll say London. Wow. Are you, are you yeah. Caribbean? I'm Haitian. Oh, hey. Are you right. Yes, yeah. There's a big, uh, big population. Oh, you can see you're from Montreal. Montreal, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. right. So, well, uh, this is a cool little moment. <laughs> Victoria, thank you so much uh, for your time. Um, it was really great to have you on the podcast. Um, we wish you obviously all the best in your project. Hopefully, you had fun as well. Um, I think it was very fun for me and Denzel. So, uh, thanks again. Thank, Thank you, you guys so much. This was so much fun. And yeah, I appreciate another problem is when anyone invites me to come on their podcast. So I'm like, oh, they think I they feel like I have something to say. So thank you. <laughs> oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, for thank sure. you. And good luck. You too. This is Bye. Care. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Mad Map podcast, where Mark and Denzel made a podcast. Please take a moment to rate, review, subscribe, and share, and catch you on the next episode.